That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with a brand new episode of the Boochcast. Party on, Vinny. Party on, Elvis. Ladies and gentlemen, after a long winter break with a few little sprinklets thrown in between, Elvis, we are officially back with new episodes of the Boochcast. We are back in the recording studio. God, I miss doing this. 
Um, yeah, I'm so glad you got out of your um, cubby hole and stopped hibernating. Um, that's some bullshit, Benny. You got to stop hibernating during the wintertime. I was out and active. I was like, where the fuck is my Peddington bear? And uh, my Peddington bear was nowhere to be found. Paddington bear, yes. <laughs> that is a name that's going to stick with me for a long-ass time, ladies and gentlemen. Now, for all those who don't know, uh, we had a Twitch over the weekend. Uh, we did it for WrestleMania Night 1. Unbeknownst to everybody except for, I guess, Desmond, because he brought his books along, we had a one-shot of Dungeons and & Dragons. And my God... I brought my character back, Beef Wellington. Yes. And uh, man, I gotta say, my character is over as fuck online. It's pretty cool. Um, people are loving the character. He's just like a the leader of the group, but he like he throws caution to the wind. He just does whatever the fuck he wants. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, because um, as you guys know, we we mentioned this many many times that we are on the verge of starting a Boochcast. Uh, D&D show and the reason we, we started campaign it won't be one shot it won't be one shots it'll be a campaign so a whole campaign like a yes a whole big campaign series and basically we were putting this thing together because we discovered that in addition to us all being wrestling fans we were all fans of D&D John's been a uh, dungeon master for 20 plus years um, his fiance has played on occasion. Um, uh, I just Desmond. joined. I just joined. I yes. just joined. Like this is my third time playing. Yeah. Um, Benny's been doing it for about a good solid six months, right? Couple months. Yeah, quite quite a few months. Uh, Desmond got hooked on it out of nowhere and started convincing me to play it because um, John's fiance tried to convince me to do it when we were in high school together, but. When I tried to play it, at first I thought it was stupid as a kid. But then, as I got older, now that I do so much acting and role-playing already, I realized D&D is kind of the same thing. So, even though it looks like a really nerdy game, you can make it your own. So, it's not quite as nerdy as the stereotypes make it out to be. So, Elvis, we got him... Uh, into D&D and he created this whole Beef Wellington character I took my drunken monk uh, Desmond created some new tiefling character and my brother was the bard with the best vicious mockery insults on the planet so we all just had this kick ass great time so Elvis was chomping at the bit to get back into D&D but we've had so much going on the, 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 it's the show's in the work just kept getting postponed so he said hey let's do a one shot after Wrestlemania which is a shorter version of a campaign so Desmond that's why it's about it's about two hours long and um yeah i've been chopping that big you guys got me hooked so the first time i played i didn't understand it like i, I mean don't get me wrong i play role-playing games so i understand what the druid is i know what a paladin is i know what warlocks and magicians and dwarves and golems and uh elves so i know about all the classes because i play skyrim you know i play oblivion um i play all these different games so i know those classes and i knew it was an rpg where you just roll a dice but to me it wasn't that knowing how to play the game it was about which dice to use you're like use a d6 use a d8 use a d20 to do this and even like my powers if you give me level up to level five, I'm lost. I have to start from the beginning. Um, and it was really fun because you really, you really take control of your character. And if you're inexperienced, you get into a lot of trouble. That teaches you lessons for the next game. Um, so when I was playing it, though, I just threw caution to the wind and went for the gusto. Uh, Vinny, he was what was your what was your character on Saturday? Um, what was his? He was a cleric, right? It was a cleric, and I was trying, to, and I didn't have a name for it because I didn't really give it one. So I was looking for something, yeah, and, I, I, and think, I, was, I think I think you had I think you had something like Remington or something. Like no, your name is Paddington Bear. Yes, it, it I went. I went with Hunt. I was trying to say Huntington because I saw that name of the candle, so I tried to go with that. And then you just said no, we're going with Pat. Paddington. So I just said, okay, I guess my name is Paddington. And you kept calling me Paddington Bear the entire game. And 
all of a and sudden, the, everybody in the chat room was like, you know, be everybody loved Beef Wellington. Like they were like, you know, if Beef Wellington dies, there's no purpose left in the world. One person actually said, if Beef Wellington loses, I'll kill everyone and myself. And I was like, what the fuck? But it was funny as hell. And then it was cool. Like they were really behind the characters. Like you know, if if uh, Beef Wellington dies, we'll, we'll give him a proper pyre um, funeral. Yeah. One of them said though, um, if Beef Wellington dies, I will kill everybody in that room and myself. Um, like Beef Wellington, this whatever. So I, I kept saying, "Fuck you, Dragon," because I wouldn't. So we go into this cavern. I know it's it's stupid talk, but still we're gonna talk about it anyway. We we were trying to find his rainstorm, and it's inside a layer or some some kind of cave. We had to go inside of it. I walk inside and I see something from behind the shadows. It's a dragon. Lightning hits. I see it as a dragon. I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go towards it." I just went walked. I walked right into it. Everybody's like, "Holy shit, this is crazy." Um, so Beef Wellington, like Beef Wellington, away! <laughs> walked right into the dungeon. I took like a whole bunch of damage when I first walked in, and then Paddington Bear came right behind. Um, it was really cool. No, it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, I kept saying, "Fuck you, Dragon! I'm gonna make boots out of your scales." Yes. Um, I, I think we even called it Blue Suede Shoes once at one point. Yes. Um, yeah. So it was it was definitely a lot of fun. So all those people who never played Dungeon Dragons, you have to give it a shot, man. Um, I never thought in my in my wildest dreams I'd be a fan of D and D. And then I played with John once at one of his groups, and I kind of fought along, but I didn't understand the rules as well. We had the one shot with your brother and Desmond and John, and that was super fun. And that's what got me hooked. The first time was I had an okay time because I wasn't with John. I was with um, a different group. I was at John's place or his the place where he gathers with friends, but I played at the kitty table pretty much. Yeah. Still a lot of fun, nonetheless. But um, B. Fulton was like uh, my inspiration from the first game. Your brother, your brother, I love to death, man. Um, he, your, your brother's so fucking cool. He gave me so much inspiration uh, to go into uh, go and fight these people. Um, I feel like a natural later because of him and you guys. Um, but your brother was just like he was so funny. His corpse were so quick and so witty. Um, I loved it. This game we had on Saturday was super fun. Um, I don't care if we don't get into a campaign soon. We just need to have a whole bunch of one shots then, if that's the case. Because I can't go another two months without playing another fucking game. Because I will wait. literally kill everybody in your house and myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, 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 then we'll make sure to do that. Uh, we don't want that to happen, obviously. But uh, what I loved about it was the fact that Beef Wellington got insane. Over and the funny part was, um, Des was in character, so every time he would do something like Beef Wellington away or Beef Wellington destroy or like whatever, and the fact that you, I think everybody loved the fact that you were just like, and if I can put this in like gaming perspective, you had kind of like the Leroy Jenkins attitude, where like, okay, there's a dragon around the corner, and you're just like Beef Wellington and just killing everybody, and they're just like, where the fuck did he go? I think that's what everybody loved because you just were reckless abandon gonna fight this dragon because you took more damage than all of us and i think the fact that you were so arrogant to the dragon the dragon kept wanting to kill you so meanwhile yeah. i'm doing damage to this thing and here's what's funny elvis's character got over by his personality the only <laughs> my character only got over because i was actually i was the only one that was rolling and hitting the dragon so i ended up i ended up killing the dragon and when it was so that and that's how i got over when i fucking killed i had to kill the dragon for everyone to like me but all elvis had to do was go beef wellington and he was over like it was great that was a fun ass game and the fact there were yeah, people it still it was like and it was like close to midnight like midnight 1 a.m and we were still playing this campaign because we just because we had started with 
night one of WrestleMania all the way through, and we kept the stream going. Now, eventually this is going to go on YouTube, but we're going to put the one shot separate from night one on YouTube. We're not going to make it one big-ass video. It's just going to be WrestleMania by itself and the one shot by itself when it goes on YouTube. But you can still check it out on Twitch, the whole thing. Like, it's like 1 a.m. We're still fucking streaming, and people were still following along. It was like D&D people just showed up. Out of nowhere. I mean, we didn't, we didn't even announce it. That's no. the thing. We didn't even announce it. We had so many people, like, following behind and, like, talking to us and wanted to join. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's get these people on. If they want to join in, I'm all for it. I mean, we could do a campaign or we could do one. If we could do it, listen to here. Unless we can set up a time until John has his thing set up with the house or whatever. And I want John to take his time. He's got a wedding. You think it's now, what, January, March? It's April right now. If you think you have time to plan a wedding between April and October, you're lightly mistaken. It's not. There's so much planning. Um, a lot of people say that, but there really is when it comes to everything to get, make sure everything is done correctly. And plus, to add on top of pressure, he's got to move into a new house. He's selling his house he's currently in, getting into another one. I mean, I don't know how he does it. Like, he's got a regular job that he does from 9 to 5 or 8 to 5 or whatever he does. Then he comes home and has to do so much more. I mean, I'm surprised he has time to even have recaps. I mean, we recapped last week for NXT TakeOver um, Sin and Deliver part two um which sorry it took me so long to figure out how to export an mp3 file sorry benny yeah i i i the thing is i thought i thought you knew like i thought maybe because you, you were doing so much with audacity on your own i thought you knew to do that and then when i saw the aup3 and it was a notepad i was like wait a minute something's not right here and then i thought about it for a second and i went wait a minute did he know to export the file and i didn't even realize it till i was halfway home from your house like fuck i probably should tell him that so i let so that's when i called him up and told him about the exporting so we were able to get like he's like, it out there. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, export the MP3 file. I'm like, okay, that's all I got to do. Yeah, export it. Two minutes later, it's done. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that file I sent you, I had to babysit it for an hour to send it over to you. I thought it did a good job. I'm like, I babysit it. It took like, it took about 45 minutes to an hour to get it done. Send it over to you. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I sit there and wipe my hands. I'm like, okay, cool. It's done. You know, it's done. Oh, I sent it to you and it's not the wrong file. I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here. If I have to wait another hour, I'm going to shoot myself and kill everybody in this house. I know. <laughs> I didn't have to go that route. Um, Vinny's like oh just go to it click on the right click or or left click it or right click it and uh, export to mp3 and once you get that settled then send it over my way in five minutes i got it done yes. In five minutes god bless it yeah and then and then of course after night two of wrestlemania which i will not be posting the streaming of that on youtube because it was it, it was it was a, it's the saddest watch party ever <laughs> So it's good for a laugh on Twitch, but it's why, not something why, to the archive. Why was it so sad? Was it because you're by yourself? All by myself. Literally nobody showed by up. Myself. Yes. Nobody was looking. I was thinking of you. All by myself. <laughs> yeah, because Desmond. Well, Desmond got sick and he didn't know how serious it was, so he didn't want to risk anything. So he stayed home. Zach was washing dishes, and you, oh, you yeah, were home. I, forgot. I was kind of drunk when all that shit was going on. Yeah, you um, were drunk, so yeah, I, like he was. He, you know. He was he was sitting there talking shit, you know, the whole night. I'm like, why the fuck are you sitting there talking shit? Like, you know, I could destroy you. Like, in a couple words, I could destroy you. And you know, he was like, CM Punk sucks. Listen, guys, everybody knows I have a soft spot for CM Punk and Cesaro. CM Punk's gone. He's never going to come back. I, I I have to live with that. Cesaro's my favorite wrestler. He's by far better than anybody else I know. He never got the chances I wanted to. But the thing is, that's my preference. I mean, Vinny, you like John Cena. Yeah. I'm not crazy about the guy. I, I, I've learned to respect them over the years and it's only because i met you and you kind of throw some things but in the early years i didn't care for cena it wasn't until his latter years when he gave back to the other people he was going out against i had a lot of respect for him actually i started getting respect for him when he was fighting uh cm punk i think in chicago 
had a great match. And after I saw that match with CM Punk and saw CM Punk fight after, I mean, um, see CM Punk, for, I mean, uh, John Cena fight after that, I had a whole new respect for John Cena. But up until that point, I couldn't give two fucks about him. So when you sit there and you want to you wanna find something that you like and fight it, I don't make fun of death metal. It's just not my cup of tea. I think it's garbage music, but I'm not going to sit there and say it's garbage music and try to make fun of Zach for liking some obsolete screamo music. I'm not crazy about it, but I'm not going to sit there and degrade it. And if you're going to sit there and make fun of somebody, don't make fun of them by the stuff they like. We like Dungeons and Dragons. If you're on if you're on a chat, you know, on all this stuff, whatever, you're saying Dungeons and Dragons for nerds and whatever, that's your own opinion. You never tried it. And the thing is, I never tried it before. You should probably expand your horizons, open up your, your visors, and kind of give life a chance. I never thought I'd love D&D. Now I'm crazy. I cannot wait to do our next thing if, if it ever happens. But he likes to sit there and talk about things you like. Like, um, you guys are Giants fans, right? You guys are New York fans up there in, in your yes. household. Yes. So how does he make fun of you? Boston, right? Boston, Boston, this, Boston, Boston. That. I'm like, dude, you're not even from. You're not, you're not even from Boston. Why the fuck are you saying this shit? If you want to talk about, you want to talk about dynasties? New York is a dynasty. Giants have a lot of Super Bowls. How many do the Falcons have? How many did this? I mean, how many did the um the Hawks have? What about the Fal you know the Falcons, the Braves? Yeah, they got pretty close last year, but they haven't won since the nineties. I mean, my Cubbies won one about four or five years ago. So once you like take stock in your own teams, but that's beside the point. He makes fun of people by the things they like, and it makes no sense. It's like, oh, you're Yankees fan, fuck you. I like the Red Sox. What is that? What? How is that even significant to anything we're doing or talking about? Exactly. It's not. Like he just, he just, he he thinks he's being funny and he's ball busting. Like, but he doesn't understand that a no one's finding the jokes funny, and b we've been there and done that with that. Like, dude, it's like he needs the problem is he doesn't have any new material, and it's like he can't come up with anything new to say, so he breaks out the same old shit. Like for me, I mean, like for me, I'm random as hell, right? So I see a lot of stupid shit, and it's like that's why that's probably like you like you like having me on the show. I see a lot of stupid shit. I sing a lot of stupid shit. Um, I constantly come up with different things. How many times do I call you and just tell you a story, just to tell you a story, and then hang up on you? Oh, a how many lot. Times have I left you? How many times have I left you voicemails and always in different characters? Oh yeah. Hell, so you... it's about being stupid in front of your friends. If you can't be stupid and like make conversation or do different things, then what's the point? What's the point of it all? Exactly. It's ridiculous. Like, Vinny, Vinny, for the audience out there, Vinny, when I call you and you actually pick up, what is the first thing I say typically? Um, what's up, jerk face? I mean, other than that, sorry. Oh, uh, it's a Vinny Bucci. It's a Vinny Bucci. <laughs> and then you go, it's like, hey, it's a Lutsky. <laughs> Yeah, we, we just, like, and we just start and we would just start talking with these over the top Italian accents just out of nowhere. Oh, it's exaggerated. It's like I've been to Bucci, how's my spicy little meatball? <laughs> I had a pizza with a pepperoni. And we just start going and so off. Just sit there and, and the thing is, I think you and I try to keep going as long as we can before like, okay, we can't do anymore, we're done. I, I just run out of shit. I'm like, okay, we just, it, it literally and we literally like it'll be like three or four back and forth moments, and then we're like, Okay, we can't keep this going. It's gonna get <laughs> We're like, okay, this sucks. Let's talk about Zach. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which is like, after a certain point, it's like, we both know at a certain point, it stops being funny and just gets weird. And now, okay, why are we why are we talking on the phone? Then we get to the meat of the matter, as they say. Yeah, because like, you know, sometimes I talk to, I call you for nothing. And sometimes I just give you random fucking things, whatever. I love calling you when I'm drunk. I think that's my favorite time to call you. It's hilarious. It really is. Like, it's... it's... Because like, seriously, when I drink, and it's like always that time where I've at least had, you know, uh, one mixed drink and one beer. And after that, though, I give you a call. It, it's 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 a laugh -a it, it For some reason, I even stuttered for a second. I was like, eh, 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 eh. 
whenever I call you, when I've had a couple of drinks in me, you're my muse. So every time I call you and we talk, something you say makes me want to tell your story and continue on to see how far I can take it. It's the best thing in the world. We should record it sometime. I think we should. It's called Elvis's Stupid Drunken Ramblings section. <laughs> um, it's just, because like sometimes it's just like pure gold. It's like, where the fuck did you come up with this? I'm like, I don't know. It just came out. Oh. It was like, you know, it was etched in my brain. And like, it's like, there's a key in my brain. And when I talk to you, that key just goes, whoop. And all this shit comes out. Yeah. Literally some of the best ideas Elvis has come up with, even for this show, have been random phone calls when he's been drinking. Like something about alcohol opens up his creativity. It's weird. And it's and it works. Like he'll like literally some of the best ideas, any almost all the bits we've come up with for this show or like topics and stuff, he literally drank, came up with the idea, and called me. And, and the thing is, like Vinny. You've known me for many, many years. Many years. In all the years I've been to bars, we've been to restaurants, you come to my house, I come to your house. I don't think I have a drinking problem where I become mean and obscene or anything else like that. If anything, I'm totally opposite. I don't get how most people get angry and horrible when they're drunk. Maybe it's the people or their company they keep when they're drinking. Yeah. When I hang out with you, have I really got out of control except for one time I punched you when I tried to give you a hug? Yes. Other than and, that. and that was an accident. Like, basically, you were going to give me a hug, and you missed, and just bam, hit me. And it was so funny because I was like, I was like, dude, you punched me. And he's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, dude, I'm bleeding. He goes, what? And I pull up my bottom lip, and he and the blood's dripping out. And it's like Elvis sobered up quick as soon as he saw the blood and just came over and gave me a, a, a real, like, oh, sorry, man. Like, And I knew it was an accident, so I didn't get mad. But the shit still hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I did the right thing. I paid for your dinner. I paid for your drinks that you, night, too. You really I did, like, yeah. Listen, I, feel, I feel really bad. I didn't mean to punch you. Yes, I did. No, I'm joking. Because um, <laughs> I, think, I think John Cena won or something. I was pissed off. No. Um, yeah, no, I did the right thing. Well, you know, uh, I I gave you a hug when we were standing up this time. It was better, and I just, I, I yeah. just you know, I'm gonna buy your dinner. I'm gonna I'm buy your drink just to, you know, I'm sorry, but I really want to show by my by my wallet. So I did exactly, and it and yeah, and and, I, and like I said, all was forgiven. We were we're good now. But that was yeah. Outside of that, never had a problem. Like, cause I'm usually. I, and in fact, Elvis is the only person that I'm cool with drinking around me other than a few ex-girlfriends who knew how to hold their liquor. But usually... I mean, like, you know, I mean, like for you and me, so we, we go, like, we went to... We went to uh, New Orleans. Yes. We go to the bars and everything else. Have you ever seen me once change my temperament all the years? And I, and I drink like a fish. I'm not drinking like just a beer or two, whatever. I drink like a fish. Yes. Yeah. We, in fact, we, we only had, we had one alcohol incident and it wasn't you. That's the funny thing. We had one incident with alcohol. And the only incident I had with Elvis was we were, we were literally sitting. We're sitting on a bench outside a bar in New Orleans. Oh shit! Yeah, we were sitting tell, on the bench. That, was, that and, was such a great. And this is again us time. coming up with ideas for the show. And he shows me this video, old video from a. I don't know if you guys, some of you might remember this, some of you might not. There used to be a show called the Dana Carvey Show, and they had this segment with angry Germans saying nice things. And it's basically they scream with a German accent, but they're complimenting each other. So Elvis and I literally sat on a bench. We sat on a bench for like for like I felt like it felt like an hour, but it was probably less than that. And I found ourselves sitting there going, uh, we were just yelling German nice things. Like you were saying something like, I like the way your hair looks. <laughs> or something like, let's go into the minivan and get some yogurt. <laughs> <laughs>
It's like, and like you make the best ice cream. And people Mr. Just, Holland's Opus was a feel-good movie of the year. We're just going back and forth, and people are staring at us. Here's the fucked up part. He's drunk. I'm not. But they think we're both wasted. Well, I mean, in all honesty, in New Orleans, you did take one shot, and you did have a beer with me. So I, I appreciate that, because I know you're not a drinker at all. Um, ladies and gentlemen, he had a PBR. He had a shot of Jack. Now, he didn't take the shot of Jack straight away. He took half at first. I met him halfway. We took half at first, had some gulps of the PBR, waited about five minutes. And he took the other half, and then he had his PBR, and that's it. He's, yeah. a respect he's a respectable person. But, like, we had so much fun. And we told another joke, too. Um, I don't think I want to do it in the air because it might offend a lot of people. So I'd rather yeah. not. Um, the cop joke. Yes, I remember the cop joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, so probably won't tell that, that joke. joke. Yeah, that, now nowadays is not a good time to do that. Although we did, the only, <laughs> so yeah, so we eventually get, and then eventually we got everybody in the car, got back to the hotel, and then um, and then we, and then of course, like we said, we had one other drunk moment. It wasn't from either one of us. It was. It was like a bad nightmare. Like the door <laughs> opened and lightning struck. I'm like, what the fuck? You shaved your beard? <laughs> yeah, Stephen just, <laughs> our buddy Stephen had a big ass like Amish looking beard, like. He did. Like, like, imagine, like, so I want you to think about the beardiest beard, like a Daniel Bryan beard, right? Big yeah. and bushy, right? Not right now. Like, right now he's clean cut. But, like, Daniel Bryan in his most hairiest, bushiest beard. Imagine, like, um, what, what, Brody Lee, but he was, uh, what's his name? Luke Harper back in WWE. Those big, bushy beards. Steven had one of those. Like, it looked like straight from the Amish. He was churning some butter before he made it out there. Looks like, you know, so he looked like that. And go ahead. I'm sorry. I was trying to paint a picture. So then, so then we get, we get to this whole mess. Now we had two different, hotel rooms I, I booked two rooms it was four of us steven and this girl brandy stayed in one room elvis and i are in the other room so elvis has got a bed i got a bed we're exhausted we're tired so we go we, we get he goes to bed we're going to sleep apparently we didn't shut the door all the way or we thought we did all of no, us no no I, it's my mistake i went out for smoke outside when i came back i thought i had locked the door correctly because i heard like the i heard a hit mind you i was drunk yes so i heard the door hits i thought it locked so i just got into bed and you know if anyone to go brush his teeth this thing whatever he got into bed so we we're sitting there and then all of a sudden the door opened like someone just kicked the door down and as soon as it opened lightning struck and there was steven shaving i'm like what the fuck just happened like why'd you shave and you missed a couple spots and he, like he was all sad whatever my like, dude he, like we're tired can you just go to bed and um <laughs> i mean he was fine the next day we, we yeah and saw the next day and he was super fun but it was just like the experience like, like that's weird zach on the other hand he's had plenty of times where he blacked out i think i blacked out once at a hooters yeah like like 10 years ago um i remember because like, i just got up for work or maybe you know no i wasn't sure i was at my at work or at my sister's house regardless i got there around because what time do we start meeting there like, like around five or six o'clock right yeah just about so about five six o'clock we all sit there get our tables you know order food whatever do whatever so um i remember getting there around five six o'clock and then benny's there and uh it's kind of packed because there was something else happening that day maybe it was football or something i don't know I, I think it was football because during the day they had their games or whatever yeah so the place was pretty packed and i remember i got there and i ordered a, a spicy buffalo chicken sandwich and i ordered that and i was like okay let me get a pitcher of beer zach's here and uh i'm gonna order some yeah shots so he's gonna help he's gonna help me split because you can't buy a beer pitcher by yourself you have to get two cups you're gonna have somebody else drink with you so that's how i met zach i'm like zach you want to drink with me oh well, i'm like hey no i'm saying here's my cup you fill up for my pitcher he's like oh absolutely cool so we sit there and drank like fish jaeger shot jaeger shot pitcher pitcher jaeger shot jaeger shot pitcher pitcher lo and behold this server uh charged me 
my chicken sandwich at the end of the night. And then I started thinking back, and like, you know, mind you, my drunken stupor, I'm like, I feel really hungry. I did not eat anything since I got here. I ordered chicken sandwich. I told the server, I'm like, hey, um, by the way, you charged me a chicken sandwich. It never came here. He's like, yeah, I did. I'm like, okay, sassy. No, you did not. I ordered a buffalo chicken sandwich, and I never got it, though. I got here at 5. I just want you to know, I've been drinking like a fish. Like a person who's getting their legs amputated in the Civil War. I've been <laughs> drinking. And I have nothing to eat. And she's like, well, I know I brought it over there. I'm like, are you sure? Because then I looked at the counter. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a chicken sandwich right there. And she looked at it. She went over there and looked at it. And sure enough, it was dried to a cup of fucking crisp. It sat there for four fucking hours without anybody noticing what the fuck happened to it. Oh, my God. So I'm like, uh, so I'm like and then she came back over there. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'll take it off. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, well, let's, let's continue on. Let's carry on this conversation. I remember just moments ago, before I pointed out the chicken sandwich is right there, you told me you dropped it off. Did you drop it off to me or did you not? And she was like, I did not. I'm like, did you drop it up anywhere around this table? And she's like, well, I brought food to this table. I'm like, oh, okay. I just want to make sure. And I, t- I, I tipped her horribly. And typically, I'm a great tip. Her. Yeah, I gave her the shittiest fucking thing trying to justify her actions by being lazy and telling me that she dropped off food when she didn't though. I was like, bitch, fuck you. I don't give a fuck about your orange shorts. You didn't give me my food. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole complaint time video where I talk about how, you know, I, I believe in tipping, but I don't believe it's mandatory. I believe you give great service, you get you get a great tip. If you do a shitty job, oh, no, 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 you get no, a no. shitty okay. tip. You, you got it, you got it backwards. What you gotta do is you have to give a good tip unless you come unless they completely fuck up. Well, that's what I mean. It's not about the service, Benny. It's not about this. It's not about the service, Benny. And the thing is, it's not about you having your fifth fucking refill, Benny. I've seen you. You fucking monster. <laughs> if I was your server, I would have gave you the fucking picture and still be pissed off at you. Like, look at that. Look at that fucking asshole go. Look at that fucking asshole go. Let me teach you a life lesson. Those guys work so hard to get you your food and everything else. Unless it's so irredeemable that they did such a horrible job, that's when you tip. And listen to me. 15% if it's the worst service you ever had. 50% is the minimum. Minimum. Even if it's shitty. Unless that server literally gave you shit, leave them nothing. Well, that's what they I'm saying. Well, that's what I mean. That, that's what I mean by service. I mean behavior. I'm not talking about if they make a mistake. Accidents oh, happen. No. Human beings. I, mean, like, I base it on behavior. Like, like, you, know what's, you know what's weird to me as, a, as, a, as, a, as an adult now? I'd rather have a server give me shit I need and not talk to me as opposed to someone who wants to be my buddy buddy. Exactly. Now, if I was to be a buddy buddy, I'm like, hey, man, thank you so much. You know what, though? Just give me a couple minutes. Whatever. I know how to make a conversation end short if I want to. Yeah. And if I want to carry on, I'll just keep opening my fucking mouth. My, my wife will tell you that. Um, But I like servers who just takes my order walks by my table if i need a refill without even asking me giving my shit that is beyond service that's why i tip above and beyond if you got me refills from time to time you know whatever you'll get your 20 percent. if it's irredeemable then it'll be 15 percent or fucking less and that's like you know you straight up having an attitude but if you're saying hey i'm so sorry i'm backed up i don't have a lot of people here i'm like you know what they made time to come tell me that they're busy and they can't make it out there so it's, it's not their fault the manager won't hire other people but they're just straight up having a bad attitude they're on their phone the whole time and you know, I'm, I'm thirsty and my food comes in, it's fucking cold and shitty. No, 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 no. You shouldn't be on Instagram. You should be running your ass off to go to the back and make sure my food's good. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but, I mean, I was a server for years. I was a server for years. And you know what, though? I worked my tail. I worked in mostly bars. Um, bar restaurants so it's like you know whenever you go over there you make little circles you go to your table check their drinks ask them how they're doing wait them to wait for them to give them a minute let them eat their food first 
and then come back when their food's halfway done and say, hey, how is everything? Um, you look, and the thing is, you're being a ninja, right? You're walking by, but keep an eye on your table. If I see Vinny Bucci with a half a Coke, Elvis is getting you a Coke. Um, if you see your beer, like it's about quarter way done or halfway done, I'm like, hey, do you want me to put another one? It might take a couple minutes for you to come out there. Awesome, let's do it. But I'm always running a kitchen. I'm running other people's food. I'm doing whatever I can to keep myself occupied because auto hands in a restaurant is the worst thing you could do. If you're just a lazy fucking server and expect to get paid because you're expected, fuck you. So put in the work. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. And but yeah, I see that point absolutely. And um and of course, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we are back here on the Booch Cast. And um sorry, we went on a rant for a long time. I do that, folks. You guys know me. No, we, and, we do. Know, no, am... it's great. These are great. We get to have like regular conversations. But one thing I am gonna talk about real quick here, something that we I, I made it a mission over the break to do was of course our coverage of Dark Side of the Ring. And you know, we've been talking about Dark Side of the Ring, and originally we were all gonna get together as a team to uh, cover Dark Side of the Ring. But during this um, hiatus we were on, a lot of personal shit got in the way. A lot of shit went down. So eventually I realized we were, you know, running out of time on these, especially with season three coming up on May the 6th. So I said, you know what? I got the ones I already got. I'll handle some of these myself, and then we'll reconvene and see if we want to get together for season three. And we're gonna to get to season three in a minute here. But of course, right now they are. We have currently available from Dark Side of the Ring. We got everything up to the Life and Crimes and New Jack is already up there for you guys to check out. And tomorrow, at the time you listen to this. Tomorrow is when the Brawl for All is going to drop. And then Thursday, the 22nd, is when you'll get to see Jimmy Snuka and the death of Nancy Argentino. So those are already up there on YouTube currently as we speak. And right now, currently, here's the list of views we got thus far. We have all these episodes up here. Elvis, do you want to take a guess which episode of Dark Side of the Ring has the most views? Uh, Macho Man. Nope. Bruiser Brody. Correct. Out of, all, out of all the episodes of Dark Side of the Ring, the one that's gotten the most views is the killing of Bruiser Brody at 94. Really? 94 views. You know what would have been a lot, a lot more better? And I'm going to say this right now because I want to I want to say this and I'm going to blast this. Next time we do a podcast uh, or we do a video thing for these uh, wrestling recaps for Dark Side of the Ring, you can't be staring at your fucking phone for an hour. <laughs> I don't know why. I wasn't staring at my phone. I'm not talking about you. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. But, um, but yeah, so no, anyway, like, like, you know, when it comes to that segment though, we got to make sure like we're all engaged. We're all into whatever we're talking about. Exactly. So I, I propose that from now on, when we start recording these things on YouTube, everybody turks that everybody puts their phone on vibrate and puts it on a table and no one fucking touches it until our shit's done. True. But uh, technically, unless, unless I print everything out in advance, I'm going to need my phone to go over the notes. Well, Vinny, from anything else, you know what you're looking at. So you can sit there and use the pull point so you're using a phone it's strictly for the show purposes exactly i, I mean because so. i look down to hit like the points and keep things on topic but i'm not staring at it you know full-blown for an hour i tell you what though could you just get a piece of paper just print it sure. out man i can do I'd that print it out. i'll be happy have, to do that i'd rather have nobody have, i'd rather have nobody have electronic devices when we're recording something absolutely it sounds, it's, it sounds old but you know what though i think it looks better if you have a piece of paper in your hand it looks like you're actually looking at the bullet points not your phone for twitter updates true because so we just mean because we did that during the montreal screw job i papers but at the time that we did bruiser brody and we also did owen hart on the same day so oh, even bruiser though brody got the most that's amazing that's yes. great so a lot of people really like really connected with that one yes uh right now currently at the time we're taping this macho man got 21 views 
The Montreal Screwjab has 19. Uh, Bruiser Brody's got 94. Uh, the Von Erics has 30. Gorgeous Gino has 9. The Fabulous Moolah has 23. The first Chris Benoit has 33. And the second Chris Benoit has 33. And at the time we're recording this, New Jack hasn't dropped yet. But okay. that's where we're at currently. So, so far, uh, Bruiser Brody's in the lead with the Benoit episodes tied for second. Gotcha. And then, so, um... Well, that's good. So we're gonna do season three. You know what? I I think instead of waiting until the whole thing's wrapped up, we should do it on a weekly basis. Oh, we should totally should do that. I I was hoping we would do if that. We, if we wait, it's too long, man. Yeah. So you know you know me, Vinny. I know I know I know I was slow to get the MP3 file because I didn't know how to do it though. But you know me. As soon as it comes out, I want to record it as soon as possible. I've been a proponent for that since okay. a year or something or whatever. I know I'm a stickler about it, and I'm going to stick to my schedule. I want things to come out as soon as possible. Sure. Otherwise, it will be called the Dolinsky cast because my imaginary lawyers will serve you papers, <laughs> and it'll be called the Dolinsky cast. Well, Dolinsky cast, Dolinsky cast, party time, excellent. Well, we already know the first episode is coming out May 6th, and they've already announced because we don't know the order of the other episodes. But we know the first episode will be the career and life of Brian Pillman. So, oh my God, that's amazing. so right now, currently, you, me, and Desmond are slated to do that one. I'm going to be talking to John uh, within the next week or within the next couple days or week to figure out which ones he wants to do. Have you heard the Jim Cornette version of uh, his life of uh, Brian Pillman? Did you watch that episode with Jim Cornette uh, talking about um, his fondest memories of uh, – Brian Pillman? Uh, no, but I did hear the story of him trying to get Brian Pillman over and how WB and how WCW sabotaged it. I don't know if you heard that story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I know about that, but um, like there's him? a different story. Corny tales. It's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah. So um, you know, you guys know who um the rats? Oh, are they called rats? Like the rats. rats? They're, yeah, they're the groupies. The groupies, so the groupies of the wrestling world, and obviously, you know, these guys are chiseled men. I mean, these guys prance around their underwear and six packs, and they're oiled up, and they got Hollywood looking stars, whatever. So, these guys are the like the creme de la creme when it comes to aesthetically, right? Except for the big guys, you know, like Vader. I mean, I'm pretty sure he pulled some amazing Japanese pussy back in Japan. Um, but like, you know, Brian Pillman, Sunny Steve Austin, all these people, like Rick Rude. You know, so all these people have like, you know, six packs upon six packs of muscles on top of muscles. So Jim Cornette was telling a story about he met a gym rat who had a kid. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he met a groupie that had a kid. And the kid's like maybe like two years old, three years old. So the groupie tried her hardest to try to meet up with Brian Pillman. And Brian Pillman, being the opportunist that he was, decided to go back to her house because otherwise he had to bring her back to the hotel. And didn't want to do that because the boys were there and they'd probably get passed around. Who knows the stories, right? So he goes back to this chick's house. So he's sitting there and he's taking her to he's taking her to Slam Town, right? Just going fucking crazy. Kid wakes up, maybe I think the kid's like two, three years old, it's a boy, whatever. So I guess he's telling a story where he's fucking slamming this chick from behind, you know, just sitting her doggy style. And a kid wakes up, he's looking at Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman's locking eyes with this boy, slamming his fucking mom, whatever, just winks at him. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, what the fuck? I guess Brian told that story. He's like, yeah, man. So I fucked this girl whatever last night, and I'm supposed to go to town with her, and she's getting like, you know, she's like grabbing the fucking pillows and go to town, whatever. And the kid wakes up, and typically when a kid wakes up, you think it's gonna cry or something, but a kid's sitting there being fascinated by me pounding the mom, whatever. So when I'm sitting there like pounding at first, so I was trying to make not, not, not trying to make eye contact. So I'm sitting there pounding, and I turn around, and the kid's staring at me. So I, I just looked at him, and like I winked at him, and did like a little finger point at him. <laughs> I'm like. 
It is the best. That did it so bright and filming. I mean, he watches stuff like when he was in WWE before he passed away. Yeah. And I also oh, remember that I what? Did you remember his stuff when he was in WWE before he passed away? Like all the segments he had? He was he was fucking out there, man. Oh, he really like, was. If you have a chance, if if you were gonna watch um if you're gonna watch like Sunday Ring, you know when it comes out. Um, do yourself a favor. If you're not really familiar or you vaguely remember Brian Pillman, just go back to some of his best promos and listen to his voice and listen to his cadence. Listen to his promos, even later on when he went to WWE. Dude, that dude was a fucking lunatic, and I love him ever so much. If you haven't watched in a long time or just don't know who Brian Brian Pillman, you heard the name, you know, with Sons in AEW or um, NWA or whatever. But do yourself a favor, just listen to a couple of his promos. I'm not saying like they're groundbreaking, but it is fucking interesting to see where the fuck this guy's mind is because he was absolutely insane and I fucking love it. Oh, yeah. I still remember the story Cornette told. Uh, he said that um, everyone thought Brian Pillman was going to be a star. Even Ric Flair saw potential in him, but they knew he wasn't ready because he wasn't at a, a star status. So Cornette goes to Ric Flair and says, hey, give us Brian Pillman we, and we'll get him over by we at the Midnight Express and then we'll hand him off to you and you can do what you did for Sting at the Clash of Champions. And Ric Flair 100% says, I love it, let's do it. So Cornette talks about how you get a baby face over. And the trick is to find a weakness or an Achilles heel that the baby face has. The heels exploit it through dastardly criminal methods and do him wrong. And then eventually the fans get behind the baby face and he overcomes the odds and gets his revenge. So a lot of people know that the raspy voice that Brian Pillman had was because by the time he was six years old, he had a dozen operations on his throat because he had a mild form of throat cancer. So what they did was Brian Pillman was in a tag team with this guy, Brian Zink. So then the Midnight Express, they had this big tag team match and at the end, they beat the hell out of Pillman and they had this um, Vegematic where Stan would hold somebody's body out and then, you know, Bobby would come up the top rope with a leg drop. So when he goes for the leg drop, Cornette puts his racket on Pillman's throat. And he comes off with a leg drop, hits the pillman, and then Brian sells it like his throat is injured. And fans got so mad, they were rioting, going crazy. People were running in the ring to check on him. They're knocking him out. They're, you know, the, the Midnight Express is knocking all these security guys. Cornette's whacking them with the racket. They're playing King of the Hill. And, you know, they did all this crazy stuff. And then originally, they were going to air these segments week by week with Brian, like, unable to talk and going like this. And then Zink having to talk for him. And then eventually they were going to build up to this big pay-per-view where basically the match would be if they won, he would get five minutes with Cornette. So before the match, they were going to take out Zink and put him out of the picture. So now Brian Pillman's all by himself. So I guess you ain't get your tag team match, but he would insist on beating both on fighting both members of the Midnight Express and a handicap match. Then they were going to have him beat both the members of the Midnight Express and a handicap match, and then they were going to toss Cornette in, and he was going to beat the shit out of Cornette in front of the crowd. And then they were gonna, and then after that, he was going to work a program with Ric Flair and become their fucking star. But what happened was they cut out the throat angle, the booking committee did, because they thought it would make Brian look weak, and it ended up killing everything they did. And I think Jim Barnett turned to Cornette and said, if it doesn't draw, blame me. And Cornette's, Cornette went up to him months later and said, it didn't draw, and I blame you. They pretty much just killed Brian Zink and everything he was doing. They, they pretty much killed the whole angle. Sucks. Yeah. But, it could have been, right? Yeah, it could have been. But, of course, we have a bunch. Now, in the end of the Owen Hart uh, video, we mentioned the list of all the other, uh, you know, events that are going to be happening. But there were two ones that were added to the list. They added two at the last minute that are going to be part of this season. So you can see the rest of them on the list. I mean, I mentioned the Dynamite Kid on the State of the Boochcast, but they've now added the plane ride from hell has now been added to 
Dark Side of the Ring. Jim Ross said he spent four hours with Dark Side of the Ring guys at his home in Florida talking about the praying wide from hell. And he took. What's the other one? And the other one is the life and the career of the Ultimate Warrior. Ooh, that'd be crazy. That's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, though, so my ex girlfriend in Florida, her name is Elizabeth. Um, her mother was a psychiatrist of the Ultimate Warrior. Really? Yeah, she was. Damn. I assume because yeah. of doctor patient stuff, they didn't give you any details or stories. Nope, not at all. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Damn. Well, at least she has. So at, least, at least she had. At least she had a code of ethics. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. But yeah. She didn't break. I know. And, Nonetheless, um, that, that'd be good. Um, we got our dark sided ring that'd be coming out soon, so that should be a fun read. But uh, Vinny, um, you know, it's been a while since we uh, this for a while. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a little bit from wrestling because we did a lot of wrestling lately. So we're gonna switch up a bit. Okay. Um, I recently watched a movie, and uh, I gotta say, it was super long and super fucking awesome. Now, the movie originally came out a couple years ago, but it wasn't so great. I'm talking about 2017's American superhero film, The Justice. Oh, God. Now, originally, we had a person named Sex Snyder who was... We had Ben Affleck as a, you know, Batman. We have Henry Cavill of Superman. I'll get out as Wonder Woman. A Cyborg by Ray Fisher. Aquaman by Jason Momoa. And The Flash by Ezra Miller. Now, Zack Snyder was supposed to be the director from this. But for some reason, for some goddamn reason, like, nope, we don't think it's a good idea. We're going to bring somebody else in. And that person took over and made the flop that was a 2017 American superhero film, Justice. Now, because of that movie, that movie's supposed to be the emphasis on what to make the, the same way that Iron Man and the Avengers was and the way it is right now with Endgame and how magnificent the whole world was, Phase um, 3 of fucking Marvel. Just League was supposed to be just that, and Zack Snyder was supposed to be the person to take it there. Well, let's just say 2017 was not a good year for, uh, for uh, live-action Justice League, because if you watch DC comic animation movies, it's fucking fantastic. But they could not make a live-action movie to save their fucking lives. So Zack Snyder decided to uh, recut the whole thing. It's called a Zack Snyder Cut. It's four hours long, Jesus. And, it, it un, and it undoes all the bullshit the previous adjust, the, the previous producer did, and it just made it so much fucking better. It was worth every fucking minute. Four hours because they had to add more things, add more things to it, though, and make it more grittier. And then they added more shit towards the end. Dude, if you are a DC fan, if you like anybody, like, you know, um, Superman or, or Batman or whatever, it just, dude, it was so fucking, it made up for what 2017 was. 2021, Z um, the Zack Snyder cut is the best thing. Stick to the very end because there's things you see and things it's going to plan for the future. And there's even a hashtag out there called hashtag um, something about the Snyderverse. Like, re uh, let Zack Snyder do the wrestling because they need, they need Zack Snyder to finish off what the fuck this was. Because he had an if he if Zack Snyder had taken the realm a long time ago, we would have had a whole bunch of different movies, and DC would have been the kings of the theater. But because they let somebody else come in, I'm not gonna say his name because it's not even worth mentioning. But if Zack Snyder had taken over when he was supposed to, he would have had a whole bunch of movies that would have made just that would have been just like the best live action movies. Now he made up for it. Now it's 2021. They just got done with it. It got released, and now we can sit there and seriously every movie now that comes out. I'm not, I'm even including um Wonder Woman. 1984 that wasn't so great every movie going forward now if Zack Snyder has his name on it though it's gonna be fantastic I'm telling you I hear you I mean I heard four hours I was like Jesus are they seriously so gonna do it. this is it is worth well, it because like, 
they, they include so many people. They put they brought in Deathstroke. They brought in Martian Manhunter. They brought in the Green Lantern. The Green Lantern cores. If you actually look hard enough to find it, Jared Leto. When I found out he was a Joker, when he was in the Suicide Squad, no one gave him. No one took him seriously. No one gave a fuck about that, right? Well, lo and behold, Jared Leto returns as Joker at the very end of the movie between him and Batman, and it was the best performance. As a Joker, and mind you, I'm a big fan of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I'm a big fan of um, um, Heath Ledger's Joker. I'm a big fan of Jack, Jack Nicholson. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of um, Cesar, whatever his name was, from the original Batman with Adam West. All those Jokers were good. The Suicide Squad bullshit was garbage. But in Zack Snyder's cut, the Joker? Oh my god, dude. Wow. He went from being the laughingstock from all the Jokers to being one of the best in like a five-minute clip or ten-minute clip at the end. Damn. If you are a DC fan, now, don't get me wrong. A lot of people love Marvel. And don't get me wrong. I like Marvel, too. I watch the movies all day because it's great. If you want some real storytelling, some dark theme stuff, whatever, DC is the way to go. It's not easy to watch DC, but if you watch the animation movies, like um, Flash Paradox, if you start anywhere, get a Flash Paradox. It's fucking amazing. And work your way up. Just look up, um, just look up the Justice League animation movies. And it will blow your fucking mind. Every installation, they come out there. There's only one I don't care for. I'm not going to say its name. But just watching. The storytelling that's in it will blow your fucking mind. So, if anything, watch Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Or don't. It's up to you. But if you really like DC, it really puts a new spin on that, on that uh, Justice, League, Justice League flop that was about three, four years ago. And it makes you encouraged to see what comes next if Zack Snyder decides to take on the realm of the next movies coming forward. Which I think he should because DC is hurting for live action animation they got it covered if they get the live action and they had the right people i think ben affleck a lot of people think he's not a great batman i think he's great now he's not like christian bale but dark knight is hard to replicate so because they had a great writer behind gal gadot she's great as wonder woman 1984 was fucking garbage but it's not her fault it's the people who made it the direction where they made it though um i think cyborg was pretty good flash is a little bit too hokey he's too jokey but the thing is that's his character in the comic books too so it's okay for now i guess um we'll see man it's 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 it made up for it four hours is nothing because it feels like you're only watching a two-hour movie you usually think it's done it's not and it, it, it leaves it, you can watch a four-hour movie and makes you leave or makes you wanting more it's so fucking weird yeah and it's if a movie can do that it's doing its job most definitely and you know i i, I mean i didn't really like or hate the justice league i thought it was i thought it was an okay movie you know but i just remember my dad being happy about it because superman came back because when when Superman got killed off in Batman vs Superman, I literally my dad was bitching for like a whole day, going, "You can't kill Superman." I'm like, "He just died." So you can't kill Superman. I'm like, "Dad, there's Kryptonite. Kryptonite weakens Superman. You can't kill Superman." I'm like, "Whatever." Okay. I'll tell you what though, man. DC right now. I mean, I'm not sure when was the last time you picked up a comic book. I'm not gonna say shit. Okay. But DC Comics. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a shameless plug for a person I follow on YouTube. I, I hope you don't mind. No, go um, ahead. If you're a big comic book fan, and if you want, let's say you're driving or you're working, you just want something to listen to. There's a person. His page is called Comics Explained. I think I've preached this many times before. Comics Explained. If you want to learn anything about anybody or want to listen to a storyline, like the, like the true Infinity Gauntlet. Did you know the the um Infinity Wars? That's that the Marvel set up for like the, the Avengers movie. Yeah, the movie was good, but the thing is the comic book you know when people say the book's better than a fucking movie yeah when it comes to comic books it's ever so true 
It's just that they didn't have time to build out of characters. Now, it did take 10 years to start from Iron Man to get to Endgame. It took a long-ass fucking time because they had to get the actors, get it over, and make sure everybody's on page to get everything else. But they couldn't get all the characters on there. So there's a lot of people because the reason why they couldn't get everybody together because you have to keep in mind, Sony and Disney were at ends with each other because Sony did not want to give up rights to Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, and the X-Men. So they were in a bidding war. Now, lo and behold, it's 2021. Disney owns it all. They have Spider-Man. They have the Fantastic Four. They have X-Men. So you're going to see a plethora of new movies coming out from Marvel, which is great. So they're going to make some really decent stuff. Phase 4 is going to be amazing. So if you thought um, Iron Man and Hulk and Doctor Strange and all that was great, wait till you see what Phase 4 If you don't know what Phase 4 is, look it up. I'm not going to go into depth with it because i got to sit there and speak to you guys for a long time. Marvel Phase 4 is going to show some crazy shit. We have a whole bunch of TV series. Like, for instance, we had WandaVision. WandaVision is my daughter's favorite TV show. She loves... My daughter thinks, which, because of me, she thinks she knows everything about Scarlet Witch. There's a lot of things she doesn't know. But the thing is, I put so many different things... Like, I, I showed her comics explained about the um, the House of M. And uh, pretty much WandaVision, or uh, Scarlet Witch, she takes all... Like, pretty much 98% of the world, the mutants, their powers, and she took them away. Way. she's so popular or she's so strong in the marvel universe she took away all but two percent of the world's population's mutant powers could you imagine that because she was pissed off at the, at the mutants no i could i could not imagine that in a million years she said the magic words no more mutants snap of a finger it was done no infinity gauntlet no nothing her mere words made it true damn yeah, my daughter knows that storyline like the back of her hand. She learned about what chaos magic was. She learned about her powers, how she got them, how she became like how she became an omega level. She knows that one that that uh, Scarlet Witch is an omega level mutant. I was like, my God, I love my daughter. She's the best. I try to get into so many different things like Doctor Strange. And everything. She likes Doctor Strange. She likes Spider Man. She likes all these people. But she loves Scarlet Witch. Well, first of all, because she's a girl. And second of all, she thinks that Scarlet Witch. Other than um, uh, Franklin Richards, which is a uh, Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman's y, um, kid, whatever. Franklin Richards is one of the most powerful mutants ever. He's Omega, 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 right? Scarlet Witch is up there. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, there's a lot of debate. If you're, if you're a comic book fan, come at me. That's the only time I'll say, follow me on Instagram. And let's talk, let's, talk, let's talk comics. I would love to debate you on who's Omega, who's not. Because I will go at it all fucking day. So if you want to add me on Facebook or add me at uh, fucking Instagram. My name is Elvis Zelensky. At me. Ask me questions. Tell me I'm wrong. I'd love to come back to you because I fucking love this shit though. It could be DC, it could be fucking Marvel. Let me know because that's what I do. I'm a nerd. <laughs> and that's awesome, man. You know, and obviously, you know, um, you know, it's it, it's amazing that you're, you know, excited about uh DC. Um I, I don't know if I can sit through four hours of Justice League. Um, I think you can. I think, think I could? I'll literally put a gun to your fucking head. And make you watch, otherwise I'll kill everybody in your fucking house. I'm sorry. <laughs> that'll never get old. That'll never get old. Yeah, the whole yes. Uh don't worry. We do not need Beef Wellington does not need to go crazy. Um Beef Wellington away. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, of course, in addition to all the, you know, the Marvel stuff and the crazy stuff, uh, even, even a lot of other crazy stuff has been going on in, uh, you know, the world. And we got, we definitely got to talk about this because so many people have been messaging me about it. Um, and of course, uh, have you heard about the passing of DMX? Um, yeah. X is going to give it to you. What? Yeah, man. Um, that sucks, man. Yeah. That definitely sucks. He was definitely, um, I wouldn't say I ever owned any albums because I used LimeWire back then. Um, but I did download some things on there. So yeah. No man, it sucks, man. He was he was truly great. I love that man. Yeah, I thought he was great because just you know the talent that he had, how crazy he was, 
and I, I, and I, and I laugh because so many people are saddened over his death, and I'm like, if they could see some of the songs he put out, he would get canceled immediately. Like that's the crazy part. I mean, the thing is, like Vinny, we we kind of grew up into like. Um, I mean, I would definitely say we grew up in a different atmosphere. I mean, I grew up like as a teenager in the nineties, right? Um, yeah. And you grew up in the two thousands, right? So like you know when I guess you know you were I don't I don't want to say it though. I grew up in a different time where people weren't so easily offended. Um, we were made fun of all the time. Um, I, not so much me. I mean, I, I made fun of myself, so kind of, no, no one could make fun of me. I think I kind of use it to this day as well, too. Um, you know, it's easy for me to turn on people because it's easy for me to talk shit about people because it's fun for me. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I grew up watching wrestling. Wrestling, you know, imagine being wrestling back. We were wrestling fans back then. It was not a popular thing. It was popular for a little bit and it became shitty again. You know, like it was, it was on TVs, it was on billboards, it was on TV guides. You know that, that's how old it sounds um but like you know we, i i grew up you know reading comic books and you know right now it's a pop culture phenomenon because of the movies and the cartoons and all they draw over there but when i was younger it wasn't so much so much fun um you know it was it was like a niche thing whatever and finally became popular i'm like oh my god all these nerdy things are really cool now but back then we were made fun of all the time we had we had to have thick skin and you had to become quick-witted otherwise you would just be chomped to the bit you'd be turned to mincemeat Unless you knew how to defend yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it and, was you know, it was survival. There, take it. I mean, sorry though, people are gonna like in this life, in this world, you're gonna have a lot of shitty people who are gonna try to sort of bring you down. Some people just get off just by making you look like less than you are. And the thing is if you have offense these things, it just feeds more to it. And you have to learn how to like just roll with the punches and learn how to give them back and you know if anything if you have another person's weakness use it against them if you have to uh the better thing is to do is not to use it at all if someone's being a dick and you have to give it to them x is going to give it to you what <laughs> i mean you know um you gotta sit there and do that shit so i mean back then i mean like imagine even the office for that matter the office was is how old do you think um at least a decade okay just a decade ago just 10 years ago if you watch The Office now, listen, it's a comfort show. I could – oh, sorry, my microphone went out. The Office for me is is a comfort show, right? So if you watch it, I could get a laugh at it, you know, think about different things. But The Office is always going to be a fun show to watch. But the thing is, if most – and I'm going to say your word that you use all the time. If most snowflakes were to watch it, they'll be so offended by it. Oh, yeah. You know? And it's like, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe that Michael Scott did this. Or I can't believe he did that. I'm like, well, that's a fictional character, man. Like, it's not even a real person. It's not, it's not even a real person. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? It's like, you know, it's like some people some people wake up pissed off. You know why? This is this is my theory on it. I, I, won't, I won't lush on it too much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I just, I just, I, I don't, I don't dwell on it too much. It just, it's one of those things where like, it's just, it shows up. Like it's one of those things where I don't go looking for it. It finds me. Like I'll be scrolling through no, the I'm, internet and seeing something new out of nowhere. It's, it's, it's on your feed. It's yeah. on Google. It's on your Yahoo. It's on whatever. So if you have an iPhone, I mean, whatever new site you have on there, it's the first thing you look at. So when you wake up in the morning, you're not pissed about anything. You wake up, you're still groggy. If you have a dog, you take your dog for a walk. You make your coffee, you make your tea, whatever you do in the morning, you wake up. There's no expectations. There's no hate. There's no triggering. Oh as yeah. Soon as, you pick up, as soon as you pick up that fucking phone and two <laughs> things, if you go into news or if you go into to like your safari or if you go into your fucking facebook it's over your day is done already there's so much hate about something that there should not be hate about or maybe that it's justifiable a lot of people will become like advocates for something they have no idea what the true picture is exactly like, you guys really know the full scope of what's going on absolutely you know i mean it was like i it was like it was weird like i went to sleep one day and then i woke up and then there was like a cavalcade of stuff like what like next thing you know like out of nowhere like one minute it was dr seuss 
The next minute was Mr. Potato Head. Then it's the Muppets. Then it's the Looney Tunes. Then it was Gone with the Wind. Then it was Aunt Jemima. It was like just, it just, it all came like boom in a hail of gunfire. And I was just like, what the fuck just happened? It was like we went on vacation and when we came back, all this crazy shit was happening. Like, where was all this? Yeah, man. I don't know, man. It's just like, you know, people get upset for dumb things. And don't get me wrong. If it's justifiable, I get it, though. But, like, I think people, like, I think so people are so, so willing to jump on a bandwagon to be upset and angered. It ruins their whole fucking day. And, like, they're, 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 they're consumed by it. It's a hate. It's, um, you know, it's a passion of something that they didn't have before. And using, using it in the right sense, it makes sense. But a lot of people are just idiotic people who think they have the full glimpse of what's going on by a small little section. I'm sorry, but research is usually done by using hours of finding not only the positive, but the negative. Like, I'm going to use this for example. I hope you guys don't take it the wrong way. Donald Trump. Yeah. I know. Some people are like, yay. Some people are like, boo. Okay, I'm going to use it as a prime example. Uh-huh. This is why, because there's so many people on the fence with him. Some people are for him. Some people are against him. Now, I'm not saying he's a great president or, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad president. You know, he's probably done a lot of good things. He's probably done a lot. He's probably done a lot of stupid things too, right? The thing is, it's like, despite of everything he does, if he was to do something, make a plan of action, or he put some kind of bill in action to see what's going on, some people are like, oh, he's the worst because he goes on Twitter and does all these bad things. It's like, okay, well, that's great. He's he's a dummy. He goes on Twitter and he says a lot of stupid stuff. But whatever, what, what, what are his actions? What he did, did he do anything worth of merit while his time in office? Did he try to pass some bills? Did he try to do certain things? Did he overcome obstacles? What was his grandeur in the presidency? Is it something what the media is trying to tell me? But I'm not going to just go by what the media tells me. I'm going to do some research. But the thing is, nobody has my mentality where they look at the face value, what Yahoo puts on there or US Today puts on there and say, oh, well, he's just a bad president. Why? Oh, because he fucking hates Mexicans. And it's like, well, hold on a second, man. I know you, I know you say he wants, you know, he wants to close the borders down and a lot of them are probably rapists and drug dealers. I get that. You know, he's, he's an asshole. But it's like, do some research and kind of look more into what's, what's one side or the other. No one man is perfect. I'm not. I wish I was. But I have, I'm, a, I'm a human. I have faults. You know, I say I'm going to do something. I don't do it. I work. I try to be a, a great employee and try to live up to my expectation and do things. But sometimes it doesn't end up being that way. You know, you have to do your research. You can't be triggered by every small little thing. Otherwise, you know, you can't sit there and be triggered by small little things. You got to be like water, man. Like Bruce Lee said it best. You got to be like water. You got to be able to kind of flow with the water. If it goes one way, just kind of flow with it. Don't be triggered by it. Don't be the resistance against it. That means you're just a mindless sheep. You're not even thinking for yourself. You're just going to be like, this person did this. Oh, fuck that guy. Why? Because Yahoo told me. Oh, come on, man. Exactly. Take the narrative make it your own. Do some research. You know, find some happiness in your life. Go for a hike. Go for it. You know, go adopt a dog. You know, bring some, like, bring some joy in your life, you know? I don't know. Do something. You gotta do something with your life. You can't sit there and just be angry all the time and be a Karen. That's why Karens are Karens. Karens are just mad at the life because they feel like they're expected something and they, they, they think they're better than everybody else. And they're not. It's horrible. Yeah. It's just, it's just so damn arrogant. Like, I don't know why just everybody just... Arrogant. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. It's funny. You did a Karen sketch, but I mean, like, you know. I did do a Karen sketch. Come on, man. You, you can't. Life is not that serious, man. Like, you know, I'm 41 years old. How old are you, Vinny? Uh, 34. 34, man. We have a long life ahead of us, man. We do. You know, and a lot of people, like, they, they take this fucking life way too fucking serious. Like, don't get me wrong. Be professional. Get a job. Do something you like. If you don't like something you're doing, take some time, organize, plan ahead, and move on and do something else. Sometimes you get stuck in a job because of the paycheck. Sometimes you get into a job because of the people. What are the situations? I'm pretty sure you can find a happy medium eventually. Because whatever life you're living right now, it's going to change eventually only if you want it to. Yeah, and the but thing like- is this. At the end of the day, the world ain't perfect. And there's plenty of things in 
in in the world to be outraged and upset about. And Absolutely. there's things that do warrant other thing, things. But getting mad at entertainment is not gonna help you. It was like when it was like and Jamie Foxx even said that. Like when like Jimmy Fallon got into some trouble, but it wasn't too major, where they found this SNL sketch from the twenties where he did an imitation of Chris Rock. Like he can do a dead on impression because Jimmy Fallon's a kick ass impressionist. But he was in blackface while doing it. And a bunch of people lost their goddamn minds, went crazy, and they looked at Chris Rock and Jamie Foxx. How do you feel about this? And Chris Rock was like, I think you could have picked a better famous person than me, but I didn't care about the rest of it. And Jamie Foxx said, This ain't this is this is stupid. We got bigger fish to fry. We got bigger problems as a people that we need to deal with. We ain't we don't need to be fucking with Jimmy Fallon, which I agreed with. And in fact, just when I thought things gonna get crazier, before we even get off this topic, did you hear the controversy with Renee Zellweger? Uh, I forgot who she was until you said her name. Go ahead. Okay, uh, you remember Bridget Jones? The movie Bridget Jones Diary? Yeah, I, I, know, I know who she is. I, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I just never... I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's been years since I heard that name and even <laughs> thought about that person. As soon as you brought it up, I saw her stupid face, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but apparently there was somebody recently talked about this. There, Here's what happened. So a lot, for those of you who don't know, Renee Zellweger, very famous actress. Uh, she was mostly known for the trilogy of Bridget Jones. But she was also, but she she made a name for herself in Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise. Um, she was also in Nurse Betty, and she did Me Myself and Irene with Jim Carrey. So and chasing Amy yeah. and chasing Amy, yes. So she's been in a lot of big names. But apparently, when she audit she auditioned for the role of Bridget Jones, people got pissed off because apparently there were other actresses that auditioned for the role. Now, for you don't know, the other women were uh, Helena Bonham Carter, who's in a lot of the uh, the movies yeah, with Tim Burton. Part, she was in Harry Potter. She was like that crazy bitch um, in uh, Harry Potter. Um, and she also did Alice in Wonderland, she, the remake. She also did uh, yeah, Sweeney right. Todd with uh, Johnny Depp. So uh, Also, Emily Watson also auditioned for the role. And Rachel Weisz, who some of us know from the, the Mummy series, mostly. And yeah, of course, she was also in uh, Enemy at the Gates. She was fantastic in that. Yes. And Kate Winslet were also. Titanic. Yeah. Okay. And apparently, these four women are British. Renee Zellweger is not British. So everyone was giving the movie shit. I don't know if this is recent or if it happened back then, but apparently they're pissed off over the fact that they went with Renee Zellweger over a woman who wasn't, who was actually British. Oh, you know what though? I, I've seen this shit before too, man. Um, here's a classic example. Do you, do you know who Selena is? Selena. We talking about the the, the singer that got the young singer that got killed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the '90s or some shit, whatever. Yeah, yeah. She was so, she was killed by the president of a fan club. Yeah, they. Uh, wow, wow. You know more than I anticipated. Thank you so much for that. Oh yeah. Um, totally. So you know they made, so they made a movie about that her bio her bio pick for that movie, right? They made a movie for that movie, right? Um, yeah. So Selena, um, she uh, not Selena Gomez. Here. They, made movie, they made a movie called Selena, and who was the star in it? It was Je fucking, Jennifer um, Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Taco flavored kisses. <laughs> yes. Okay. She was a Mexican American girl, and uh, you know she was a singer. She was really hitting her stride, and then she was killed by the president of fan club. Unfortunate, right? Yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. She decided to, uh, you know, play the movie because she got casted and she won because, first of all, she's a great fucking singer. She looked pretty fucking damn close to fucking slip. I'm looking at a picture of her right now. She looks pretty fucking close to her right now. I'm not just being a fucking asshole. Yeah. And, um, you know, she got selected. Oh, my God. The outrage in Mexico was un fucking real like how dare 
they cast a Puerto Rican to play a Mexican. I'm like, well, find me a Mexican that looks like her and sings like her. Okay, it's like you know the movie. Like I think it did justice to it. I never seen it. My wife did. Um, but like I'm looking at photographs. She kind of looks like J Lo, J Lo from back then. J Lo looks different now because you know she always evolves with time. Um, but at the same time, like why are you still get pissed off? It's like you know, um, they're making another movie. What's her fucking name? Uh, Gal Gadot. She's making a movie about Cleopatra. There's a lot of people going online and say, like, oh, what the fuck? Why is Gal Gadot going to be Cleopatra? She was like black or something along those lines. And he's like, and she's like, she responded back on Twitter. When you guys make your own movie, you could make her any race you want to. But because I'm producing the movie, she's going to be me. I am Cleopatra. It's like, why are you getting outrage for? If you guys want to do a, a fandom and get somebody else that you want to get it done and write a, a well-equipped storyline and get it past the medians of Hollywood, by all means, be my guest. You guys, you guys gonna sit there and be pissed off about you know who's playing who, dude? It happens all the time in Marvel movies. They have a whole bunch of characters where they're supposed to be white and turns black and vice versa. I mean, you had Iron Man who's Tony Stark, but then we got a um a black chick who's playing Iron Man, which is fantastic. Thor, Jane Austen, his girlfriend, she becomes Lady Thor. Um, Jesus, who else? Um, Captain Marvel. You get the, get the Herald of uh, Captain Marvel, but then it went, it go, then it goes to a small little Pakistan girl. They switch up things all the time. The Fantastic movie that came out a couple years ago by Fox. It was a flop, but Johnny Storm was a black guy. Um, it was yeah. a B, Michael J. Hall, Jordan, whatever, whatever. Michael so they B. Jordan, flip yeah. Up all the time, so they flip up all the time. It's not a bad thing. They try different things, but you know, if you're gonna make a movie, movies cost a lot of fucking money. So producers and stagehands and you know, camera and editors and directors and soundstage and all these different people. Unless you're making a movie, shut the fuck up. Either watch the movie or shut the fuck up. I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, it's it like if you don't like a movie. If you don't like a movie don't fucking watch it if oh. you watch the movie it was really that bad say hey i want my seven dollars back you won't get it you still complain after you watch the movie oh like people get so triggered so early i don't, oh. I don't fucking get it oh i know uh the upside got it the worst Brian Cranston. What? Remember, you remember the movie? Did you ever see the movie The Upside? I've heard of it. It was him and um, Kevin. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yes, thank you. Yeah, basically, um, it's about this guy who's a paralyzed quadriplegic billionaire who hires Kevin Hart to be like his assistant. You know, guy that like you know helps him get in and out of bed, feeds him, basically takes care of him, and all that shit because he's quadriplegic, can't do anything by himself. So they had Brian Cranston playing the quadriplegic in the wheelchair. And a bunch of people flipped out, and I quote, because they didn't get a real quadriplegic to play the role. Fuck you. <laughs> How about that? What? And they and Bill Burr was like, "It's acting, you dumb fuck." He said, "If a real quadriplegic is playing that role, that's not acting. That's just laying there." Yeah. And he did a whole oh, thing no, about like, I it's like, imagine that guy being interviewed. Like, well, I I prepared for this role my whole. It's like, how, well, how'd you what'd you do to prepare for this role? Well, I dove head first into a three foot pool. Yeah, I mean that's horrible, but well, no, Bill, well, Bill Burr like, takes it to it. Well, you know, if you've seen Bill Burr's comedy, you know he no, takes know, it to an absurd I know, level. I know, I know him. I know him. I, I love Bill Burr. He 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 is amazing. He, it's just funny. I'm like, holy shit, that he's stuck it there. It's funny. Yeah. No, but like you know, it's it's like you know, you're making a movie. You're trying to make it impactful. You're not the person. You're trying to reenact the person from what it is. That's all it is. I mean, does anybody in this day and age, outside from the history books, know what Cleopatra truly looks like? and what her mannerisms were, what her favorite things. I mean, they were in the history books. She was very fond of lilies, and she was very fond of berries and grapes. And she liked to be hoisted into a chair into the air by four manly men to be paraded around the city, around the structures of the great place that she was. No one knows that shit. 
No one knows that shit. How in the living fuck would you know that shit? Exactly. And you want to get and unless, it's, unless it's written. The thing is, like everybody knows, history history's been rewritten so many times. How the fuck are we supposed to know what Alexander the Great it really is? I mean, like, do you have his works? Do you have his accomplishments? The places he he's conquered? But what was he like as a person? Cleopatra, what was she like as a person? I mean, fuck, what about the great Homer, you know? What about the great, you know, the Greek, uh, all the Greek writers, you know? I mean, what are these people really like? The Bible. Let's bring up the Bible. How many times have they been written? If you read the Bible now from a Bible that was written back in 1980, there's so many differences in what happened. It's just a matter of 41 years. If you take a Bible from 40 years ago to one that's written right now, it's completely different. Not, not completely different, but the words are different and the phrasing is different. I'm telling you. Oh, exactly. So you're telling me for, for just 40 years, the Bible, one of the oldest books out there telling you how to basically live your life, be good to your neighbor, be good to your friends, you know, turn the other cheek, be a good person. That's the more of the the Bible is. Now, there's other stories in there that are compelling stories about how we did all these miracles. But basically, it's like, hey, be a good person. Be good to your neighbor. Be, live a good life. That's all it is. But those words have been switched around just in 40 years. What about the books that were written in like 100 years? Nobody fucking knows. You get, like, people get the cliff notes and jump on a fucking bandwagon. Well, I fucking know everything because I watched a fucking movie. Fuck you. Exactly. Read a book. And, and here's the crazy part. Cleopatra was originally made in 1963. Do you know who played her then? Liz? Elizabeth Taylor. Yep. And everybody, and people were pissed about that too. That's the funny part. Listen, man. I mean, like, listen. I'm not saying like you know, there's like it's like you, there's not like some racism out there. There's there's a lot of racism. You know, people have different sides when it comes. To, I get it though. I, I I'm not fond of it. I'm not crazy about it though. Is it out there? Yes. Do I see it? No. As a white male, I don't. It sucks. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of hard to justify back and forth. I can't sit there and say what Cleopatra was like. I can't tell what Pharaoh looked like. What what his manners were. But if you're gonna sit there and sit on the podium and say, hey man, that's fucking wrong because of reasons A, B, and C. Well, where are you getting your facts from? Are you? I mean. I think most of the stuff you have are somewhat factual, but I don't think it's all the way. I don't think it's, you know, it's a hundred percent because it's really hard to tell. Did you read a textbook from like 1980 or 70 or 1950 or the 1900s? You probably have a better account for what's happening as opposed to what's happening right now. But at the same time, I don't really know who were making the books back then. Were they really bad racists and just making a bullshit as they go? Who knows? But if you just kind of heard of Cleopatra in history and say, yeah, she was a queen of the Nile. What else did she do? Ah, fuck you. Don't ask me questions. I watched a movie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly oh, no. my point. It's garbage time. I mean, like, I just, I just feel like if you're going to get mad about something, have some emphasis. And the thing is, like, if you're an educated person and know what's going on, you have every right to do it, though. But if you just read the cliff notes and base it off an article that Yahoo throws at you from time to time or, or Google or something, don't go based on that. Do some research. See what's going on. Life is so much bigger than that. be pissed off about everything and nothing. If it directly affects you, if it's a cause that is true to your heart, it is the most justifiable cause to fight for. You know, when it comes to when it comes to racism, when it comes to breast cancer, when it comes to um, autism, when it comes to Downs, like any factor, any foundation you want to go behind and get behind. I mean, that's a noble cause. You're fighting for what's right. You're, you're, you're looking for research. You're fighting for different avenues. You're not just going by what the doctors are telling you. You're going to Sweden and Amsterdam trying to find different ways of doing things. If you're just getting cliff notes and like you're just basing your hate and your life based on that though, then you're not really living. You're just, you're being told what to hate. You're being told what to think. That's bullshit, man.
I don't know. It's just it's just my own personal thing. I think that if you're mad about something, be truly mad about something. They'll just like make up shit as you go and say, okay, well, I'm mad about this because um, you know, I saw an I saw an article. Did you do more research on it? No, I read that one thing. It was pretty convincing. Why? Because they proposed a question, and I think they're right. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, and and I've been trying to do research on certain things, but uh, some things are really hard to look up. Like um, one thing I I looked up, I'm, or I've been trying to find is. Um, do you hear about like apparently like everybody's getting all pissed? Apparently, some new voting law got passed that everyone's pissed about. I can find little to no information on this. What What, what are you talking about? I'm sorry. I mean, I'm I'm kind of out of loop because during a day from let's say from six thirty to about four thirty five o'clock, I don't keep I don't have any. I don't go on my phone really, except when I call you from time to time when I'm going between jobs. But I don't have the radio on. Um, I listen to podcasts from time to time, but mostly I'm so busy taking phone calls and doing stuff. I don't have time to really. I don't. I don't watch the news. So what? What is happening in the news of new voting laws? Apparently, there's a new voting law that got passed. Um, it was passed in the Georgia Senate or Congress or whatever. It was something that Brian Kemp proposed. And apparently what it does is it says that it, um, it contains new restrictions on absentee voting while at the same time expanding early voting opportunities. And it formalizes provisions that were put in place to accommodate voters during the pandemic. And also it adds an ID requirement for absentee voting and stuff. And apparently a lot of people are pissed about it and think it's racist. Okay. Why is it racist? I, what, I don't. I don't get it. I, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm naive because I'm, I'm. I'm just now hearing it for the first time. Yeah. What? What is? The, what? What is the racism part of this? That's what I'm still trying to find. Uh, so I don't have the exact reasoning because I'm literally reading different articles on what it is. But apparently, one of the thing this this is the, this is the only section that talks about race at all. So I don't know if this is the only reason. So don't quote me on this. And if you listen to the show and you've got and you've got reasons for this, please send them to us so we can do better research and come up with a better opinion. I'm just going with what's right in front of me right now. So this could change in a week or a month. But it says here, in writing the bill, Georgia lawmakers debated several high-profile changes to voting laws, including banning Sunday voting, a tradition for black voters following church services, and getting rid of no-excuse absentee voting, a measure passed by Republicans in 2005, neither of which made it into the new law. Okay, so I'm I just I'm just now getting on here. So private the government Brian Kemp signed a bill on March 31st. Certain provisions will go into effect on July 1st. Special ballots will, will be created for nonpartisan elections. Ballots must be printed in black and white ink on a security paper. A cop date of 11 days before primary, general election, or runoff election for mail-in ballot applications. A deadline for the assurance of absentee, absentee ballots. At least 25 days before a federal primary, general election, or special election, or 22 days before municipal or municipal uh, general election or primary. A Georgia state driver's license, ID num ID card number, date of birth, and the last four digits of the, of the social security number, or another approved form of identification must be printed on the outside of the absentee ballot. Conditions for rejecting absentee ballots if certain requirements are not met. So, if I'm not saying this correctly, they're just kind of setting the standard. Again, I'm just reading what it says here, and this is my take on it. So the special ballots are created for non-partisan elections. Okay. Ballots must be printed on a black and white paper on security paper. So obviously they have some kind of special federal paper that has to be printed on. Okay. Those are for absentee ballots. Um, and it gives you the cutoff dates. 11 days before primary, general elections, or runoff elections. Okay, I see that. A deadline for issuance of absentee ballots are at least 25 days before the federal general or special elections or 22 days before the municipal so they're asking you for your driver's license id card date of birth and the last for your social so that way you don't vote twice or some kind of approved form of identification um 
Okay, uh, let me get down more. The law expands in-person early voting for general elections according to the AJC. Two early voting periods are required on a Saturday for each county, which optimal voting on Sunday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, hell, they even have refreshments for voters in the waiting line. That's nice. Um, I don't know. I, I guess maybe because I'm naive to the whole thing, but where's the racism on that? What happened? I, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I haven't seen oh, it. I'm, 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 I'm scrolling down. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So Will Smith, Emancipation movie pulled from Georgia over voting laws? Yeah. That's, that's okay. So we know Georgia has a big, you know, they do a lot of movies out here. Yeah. So Will, um, yeah, Will Smith pulled his movie and the MLB decided not to host the all-star game here. Really? Yes. Uh, I didn't give a shit because I don't even watch baseball anymore, but that's how serious. No, I, but, the, but the thing is like, no, no, it's not that I'm, I'm not worried about that. It's just for me, it's the, um, the reason why like MLB games and like uh, college football games, and all that stuff and Super Bowls and all that stuff. It's not necessarily because I care for, it, I don't, but the thing is it brings so much revenue to the state of Georgia, which sees improvements to our city and gives a lot of other people jobs for small stuff that's here. So I'm looking for the greater Georgia, but um, Will Smith and, and director Fuqua have pulled production of the runaway slave drama Emancipation from Georgia over the state's recent enacted law restricting voting access. The film is the largest and most high-profile Hollywood production to depart to the state since Georgia Republican controlled legislator passed a law that introduced stiffer voter identification requirements for absentee ballot limited drop boxes and give the state election board new powers to intervene in county elections and remove the replacement. Opponents have the law, said the law is this, is designed to reduce the impact of minority voters. In a joint statement, Smith and Fuqua, who are both producers on a the project, they felt they were compelled to move the production out of Georgia. We cannot, in good conscience, provide economic support to a government that enacts regressive voting laws that are designed to restrict voter access. I think I need to get more information on here first and kind of see what's going on because I don't, I don't know because. I, it said like he just had to like I think it said the guidelines and had to had a have an ID your driver's license or identification maybe I'm not really know because I guess it's so new I don't really know much about it. I have to do my research on this one but um this is all new so I'm glad you brought it up because that's something I really want to look into and see if um I want to see two sides of this why it's good and why it's bad because I really got to find out both sides of this and say what it is because I really don't know what's going on me, um, me neither but I do I do look forward to find out what more so maybe next week we could kind of examine this and kind of put a pin in this one for right now i like to sit there and examine and see what it is we're looking at it and um maybe i'm not, maybe i'm not looking at it correctly but maybe i can kind of get both perspectives and see what's about and what's going on because i guess it's is it, is it the id thing? i don't know i'm I, just i'm oblivious to this, so i i don't know i don't know what's going on with that one i don't know either and th this is what and, th and this and this is the one thing that i will say is that um i see no reason why anyone should have a problem with issuing an ID for anything. Like to me, it's like you have you have a license to drive a car. You need to show an ID to get beer. You need to show ID to get cigarettes. You need to show an ID to get into a club. The ID thing's not a big deal. The other thing is limiting. I think absentee voting is a joke, personally, because I remember in 2012, you know, I, I I requested an absentee ballot, never got one. The only person in the family that got one was my brother. I didn't get one. My mom didn't get one. Dad didn't get one. You know why? Why? You know why? Your brother's cool as fuck. Yeah. They knew it. Exactly. Like, oh, fucking Sonny, Sonny Bucci. Sonny Bucci. Yeah. So I've always said I, I never believe in absentee ballots. I think they're a joke. I'm totally against them. I think you should just I think you should just show up in person and vote. I like early voting. 
I like the concept if you can't make it on election day, but I think the all the voting should just be done in person. That's my opinion. I I'm against absentee mailing in. I don't even like online voting for the president. I thought when I saw that for this election, I thought that was suspect. Huh, that's crazy. Yeah. So well, Vinny, we're gonna do we're gonna do a new segment on here. Okay. Um, I know I just kind of took you through a uh, surprise. So surprise, we're going to do something called your horoscopes, uh, <laughs> your fortune teller, Elvis Dolinsky. Now, Vinny Bucci, what is your sign? Uh, Pisces. You are a Pisces. I knew that because, oh, of course, I am a mind reader and I know all things. <laughs> so today on the horoscope for people with Pisces. Pisces, today, this is your horoscope for today. Children may be part of your day today, Pisces. You might attend a party for children or a large gathering that includes them. At some point, you might even be telling them a story. This will probably be as much fun for you as for your audience, who are likely to be very appreciative. Don't be afraid to ham it up a little bit. I love it. Did that happen to you today? Uh, no, I have not been. I have not done anything kid related today. Okay, well, let me give you your monthly one. That'll probably be a little bit better. Yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> I want you to take down a couple. We got a pen and paper. I want you to write a couple things down. Okay. April 2021. Feisty Mars heats up your solar fourth house of domesticity until April 23rd. So you're seeing a lot of attention around home or family matters. It appears you're quite fired up about them either that means you're moving to a new destination embarking on a new renovation or taking charge of a family issue use this fuel to take the initiative when mars shifts into your solar fifth house of true love of that day get ready to make romance and fun your top priority what's today's date Vinny? uh april 13th okay cool when's the 23rd the 23rd is next friday or this friday at the time they're listening to this okay cool so you know what that means what does that mean you're gonna find somebody that's gonna you're gonna fall in love with next Friday. Okay. I cannot wait to see who that person is. It might just be me. I don't know. God willing. But nonetheless, that's gonna be your horoscope. You're gonna find someone, someone that's gonna be unexpected. That's gonna come to your life. Now it says here beyond this april comes jam-packed with other astrological goodies the sun mercury venus and the new moon align in your solar second house of finances in the early part of the month so that means you're gonna get some money son watch the week for the 11th for a possible opportunity to increase your wealth either through a new job raise or lucrative clients don't just waste just don't wait for it to come though seize the day benny seize the day next the planet shift into your solar third house of communication as the sun brings light to your area of your life as of the 19th you'll be especially persuasive your mind should be ablaze with interesting ideas about how to articulate your perspective so it seems like six days from today from we're writing it and i'm pretty sure it's gonna pass by the time we get there you have an opportunity to make yourself a lot of money and you have to use your creative genius to get there last but not least to end the month a full moon on april 26 shimmers with surprise in your solar ninth house of expansion you're eager you um you are eager to leave the cage and soar out of your comfort zone some pisces could see a breakthrough success or an expected failure around a publicity media academic or international matter so by the end of the month you will have a breakthrough success an unexpected failure around the publicity the media academic or an international matter we will see what happens after that happens i see do you want to play your tarot real quick um play my tarot no it's not yeah all right well I'll, 
no, let's not. I don't want to sit there and get you too overwhelmed. We're just starting to segue right now. So that was fun. Um, yeah. Now it's my turn. Okay. Uh, let's see. Actually, you know I want to see who would be your, uh, let me see. So it says today's matches. It says for love, it's me, a Capricorn. For your friendship, it's a Cancer. And for career, it's a Libra. That's fucking weird. So it looks like Vinny, you love me to death. I love it. <laughs> Good to know. You son of a bitch. I fucking knew it. <laughs> all right. So now it's time for Capricorn because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do all of them. I'm a Capricorn. He's a Pisces. So let's see here. This morning, you wake up from a dream with many insp- inspiring new ideas. If you're into creative activity of any kind, you'll want to jot these ideas down as well as possibilities for bringing them to the rest of the world. Hey, I'm on a podcast. How about that? This could be through music, painting, writing, or any kind of art form. Don't be surprised if your style changes a little bit. If anything else, this demonstrates versatility. All right. So that is my for today. Let's do my monthly. You ready? I'm ready. All right. I got quite a few things to go through. April 2021. You are a productive machine as of late, Capricorn. As mighty Mars ignites your solar sixth house of work and exercise, you're changing forward with the energy of a cannon. Yes, that describes me completely. This will continue for most of the month until April 23rd, to be exact. Oh, that's in 10 days. On that day, the real planet sizzles into your solar seventh house of partnership, making your relationships your top priority. Embrace this exciting time in the weeks ahead. Okay, not bad. Just says that uh, my love life's gonna get a lot better. Thank God I'm married. <laughs> beyond this, April is beyond this. April is filled with other astrological news. The Sun, Mercury, Venus, and New Moon fall into your solar fourth house of domesticity. Domesticity. For most of the early part of the month, the day after the 11th could bring the impetus to fix up your living space, move, or tend to a family-related issue. Okay, okay, hold on. I'm almost there. However, oh, fuck, I hate when it sounds like that. However, when many of the stars start to migrate towards your solar fifth house of pleasure, you'll be ready to focus on your heart's desire. The sun officially enters this sphere on April 19th, which is six days from today, ensuring that romance, creativity, and fertility sparkle for you like fleets of cherubs raining arrows of love down from above you'll be ready to open your spirits to let the right person in thank god i'm married (laughs) single capricorns should make dating a top priority whereas committed ones may be be able to reignite their spark harder than ever before (laughs) it's gonna be a good last part of the month is this motherfucker's getting laid (laughs) <laughs> uh, the month ends with a full moon in your solar 11th house on the 26th, likely bringing an important milestone con- concerning your social life. Mysterious and alluring events or opportunity to grow your network both personally and professionally may come your way. So, Vinny, it says my love match is a Libra, my friendship is an Aries, and my career is a Cancer. Okay, that sounds good, All brother. Right. So let's see here. My tarot, which I'm going to get into. Hope it doesn't say I fucking die, because that would be the fucking worst. Your love is Libra? For today, only. Ah. It's today. You're my love, you know that, babe. I'm a Libra. Actually, it's... Oh, <laughs> shit. And this you did be... not know? I did not. I'm really bad with the horse, because I, I, it's our oh, first no. segment. Out. See, my wife's right here. She's like, what the fuck? She's, she, she told me so many times, make yourself a Libra. You might change, or you might love it or something. She says so many times. Um, Tarot, based on Yahoo, tells me that we're going to have... An explicit month at the end of the month today. So whatever happens in the next two weeks, fireworks, babe. You better be careful because these loins are ready to burst. Anyway, sorry, buddy. You were there for the whole time, weren't you? Yes, and I enjoyed every moment of that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, anyways. Whew, and uh, I'm 
Unless we got any other topic, I think that'll wrap up the show for this week. <laughs> I can't believe we just did horoscopes for the morning segment. That's the first time, isn't it? Yeah, man. This is new. This is a great segment, man. We definitely gotta bring this back at some point, like sometime in May. We'll do this again. We'll we'll do the, we'll do the a monthly horoscopes, but we'll do the day of and your monthly to see if anything came true. Absolutely. This is gonna be awesome. And ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned before, we are excited to be back with the Boochcast. As you can tell, we're uh changing a lot of things up. So I'll tell you what you guys can expect. So this week we're doing things a little bit differently. We had a plan in place, but then uh there was some unexpected moments in the wrestling business that changed a few things around. So here's how it's gonna work. Every Monday, Elvis and I will be here with the fun segments we're doing here, wrestling talk, political talk, news talk, horoscopes, the whole works. Every pretty much whatever we want to do is gonna be free for all fun. On Wednesday, we will have the recap of NXT. Uh, normally, John and I will both be doing that. This week, I'm riding solo because John is finalizing some housing-related stuff. So the following week, John will be here to join us, and or join me at least for the NXT. And then, of course, on either Thursday or Friday, I don't know which day yet, uh, Elvis and Desmond will have uh, AEW ready for you guys. So oh, I'm, I'm pushing for Thursday. I'm going to lie to you. Um, You're shooting for Thursday. This week, though. Uh, if you can't make it this week, I'll, do, I'll go solo. I'll write solo, son. Okay. Now, of course, by this week, I mean at the time you're listening to this. Because obviously, last week, all we had was WrestleMania. And that was all we were doing. But, yeah, starting All the- we had? Whoa, whoa, whoa. All we had was WrestleMania? I had wrestling for the whole week. I had Monday Night Raw, <laughs> Tuesday Night Impact, Wednesday Night Dynamite, Thursday Night Ring of Honor. I'm not Ring of Honor, but, uh, um, uh, yeah, Ring of Honor. And I had fucking, oh, no, I'm sorry. Thursday Night was fucking, like, um, TakeOver. So I had TakeOver Wednesday and Thursday. I had Friday Night SmackDown. WrestleMania night, night one Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday, so I had a full fucking week of wrestling. I'm almost tired of wrestling now. I I, I think I'm just gonna give up right now. Uh, well, I'm with Zach. Zach. Well, Zach, when you're done washing the dishes, you can take over to AEW. I see. Well, um, obviously, you guys, uh, we're definitely gonna talk. <laughs> well, definitely, and we're gonna have NXT. We're gonna have um, we're gonna have AEW for you guys, and we're also bringing back some classic pay per view reviews. Will be coming as well as uh, Gator and I are going to be taking a look at a classic pay-per-view this week, which will be uh, WCW Bunkhouse Stampede 1988. So be on the lookout for that review coming your way as well. So we got a lot of content coming out podcast-wise for you guys. You're still doing stuff with uh, um, old Gator there? Yeah, we, well, we got a couple of stuff that we did. Um, basically it's to, um, basically some of the ones that were, that are going to be airing soon are going to be commemorating certain things. For example, recently in AEW, they had a bunkhouse match. So in honor of that, we reviewed bunkhouse stampede, but this is, this is the new Gator. So y'all got nothing to worry about. And if you see Gator, just, just say this to him. (laughs) You'll know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. All right. Absolutely. So, uh, what? Oh, if you relate a message, how's it going to sound like? Oh, you, you forget the lesson, but you're good. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll remember that. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap things up for this week. We'll see you guys down the road with some classic pay-per-view reviews as well as NXT and AEW. Uh, make sure you guys take care. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. As you can see, we are now on Anchor. We are on Spotify. We are on Breaker. We are on Google Podcasts. We'll talk more about that next week. Uh, we'll reveal all those changes to you guys, as well as make sure you guys are following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, the YouTube channel. Got all the content coming your way. 
Uh, and of course, support the show through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash theboochcast. We have great rewards for great patrons. For as little as $1 a month, you can help us keep the show going. Or if you if Patreon's giving you a pain in the ass, feel free to send them through Anchor. We can send, we can get donations through that as well to help us keep the show going. And uh, Elvis, real quick, is there anything you want to plug? No, absolutely not. Do not follow me on Facebook. Do not follow me on Instagram. Do not follow me on Twitter. Do not follow me anywhere on any social media. Just don't follow me. I see you follow me in real life. I will turn around and shake your hand. I will talk to you and say hi. Um, but if you're on social media and um, you want to say hi, um, just go to the Boochcast sites and I'll respond there. And I'll say, hey, thank you so much for following us. I'm not a jerk. It's just my personal life is me. I'm a very boring person. I have daughters. I have pictures of my daughter, um, you know, riding bikes and shit. And I'll probably put some stupid videos of music videos I watch late at night when I'm drunk. And I delete it first thing in the morning. Um, and, uh, yeah, don't follow me at all, please. That'd be so great. Just follow the Boochcast. I'll follow Vinny Bucci, um, because he likes those likes. Boochcast likes the likes. Yes. I am the most anti-social social media person you'll ever meet in your whole life. It sounds so weird being a podcaster because it's such an instrumental tool to get it done, but boy, oh boy, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, we'll talk to you guys. Wait, you, got, you got nothing to say about that, Vinny? No, I, I pretty much accept it. I got used to it. I mean, I, I'd love it if you were more into social media. I just will say that um, if you want me to use better pictures of you when your birthday rolls around, better give me something to work with. Why don't you ask me and I'll send you the most glorious <laughs> photo of me. Okay. Me saying, Beef Wellington! <laughs> Yes, and be on the lookout for all that. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later this week. Until then, pizza, baby. Good night and goodbye. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.